Charette, and this is a special solo episode of Holding the Light. What is the grief season? For parents of child loss, It is often the days, weeks, and months that surround the date their child died. There is a distinct time leading up to the moments of before and the painful realization following the after. We walk beside grief every single day, but there is something so palpably different when your body and mind pass through that sacred space of time every year. As we near October 11th, on the eighth year marking the passing of Cassidy. I'm here to share what I have learned about my own season of grief. I'm glad you're here because today I am holding the light with you, my fellow grieving parents. Seasons of Grief by Belinda Stotler Shall I wither and fall like an autumn leaf from this deep sorrow, from this painful grief? How can I go on or find a way to be strong? Will I ever again enjoy life's sweet song? Sometimes a warm memory sheds light in the dark and eases the pain like the song of a meadowlark. Then it flits away on silent wings and I'm alone, hungering for more of the light it had shown. Shall grief's bitter cold sadness consume me like a winter storm on the fast angry sea? How can I fill the void and deep desperate need to replant my heart with hope's lovely seed? Then I look at a photo of your playful smiling face and for a moment I escape to a serene happy place. Remembering the laughter and all you would do Cherishing the honest, caring, loving spirit of you. Shall spring's cheerful flowers bring life anew and allow me to forget the agony of missing you? Will spring's burst of new life bring fresh hope and teach my grieving soul how to cope? Sometimes I'll read a treasured card you had given me and each word's special meaning makes me see the precious gift of love I was fortunate to receive, and I realize you'd never want to see me grieve. Hey everyone, this is Monica, and I'm trying something a little different this week, a solo format, just me and the mic, and uh, I'm already feeling very vulnerable, but I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm missing my co-host, Colby. But I wanted to share something in my heart as we approach the day eight years ago that Cassidy soared ahead of us. My grief season. I used to love autumn. I anticipated its full-on arrival. Budding mums, spice to my homemade breads, 
that warmth that gives way to crisp evenings. In Maine, it's when we keep our windows open at night to let the air permeate our homes. Back when sleep came easier for me. When Cass and Kobe were young, we would walk down to the lake in our annual hunt to find signs of fall. Kobe will remember this. In paper bags, we'd collect brightly colored leaves and acorns that had fallen to the ground, maybe even a vacated bird's nest if we were lucky, and flowers that only bloomed after September. The busy days of summer fading as we welcomed the steady rhythm of fall schedules. It was a sense of predictability, safety, peacefulness. That all changed when Cassidy died, during my favorite season. The irony that her life would end participating in an innocent fall fun tradition during my season. And now my beloved autumn has become my grief season. It happens the moment the air changes. That first crisp morning, we all know it here in Maine. I start to feel the added weight of carrying my grief. And if you have lost a child, or anyone you love for that matter, I think you know what I'm saying. It's hard to put into words what this feels like. Physically, for me, it's like adding heavy stones to your pockets. Or carrying a weighted backpack full of books. In my mind, I carry Cassidy's overextended L.L. Bean school backpack everywhere I go on these days with no respite. The awkward, unfamiliar bulkiness throws off my balance, my gait, my pace. I am lightheaded. I'm super anxious. I feel isolated and so misunderstood. It's strange. It completely alters my state of mind. I wish I could just fast forward to January. My grief season solidly takes up residence by September. And it settles in for four full months. Of course, the night we received the call about the hayride accident on October 11th, it's the center of our grief. But it now mars all of our family's traditions after that, including Halloween, Thanksgiving, and the weeks leading up to and including Christmas, Cassidy's favorite holiday. And then suddenly... It's another new year without her. It usually starts early if the temperature changes in September, but the day I turn the calendar to October, the grief season is trumpeting its arrival. It still takes me by surprise, actually, even entering my eighth year. That's not to say I don't feel it at other times throughout the year. Grief has a way of walking beside you every single day. And certainly it drops in on other occasions, like her birthday in August, and even on my birthday in February. My friends all know and respect how challenging those days are too. And I also find high school and college graduations, that time of year, to be my mini grief seasons, if you will as my lost moms have substantiated 
especially those whose children never had the opportunity to go to a prom, graduate from high school, or ever discover their life's work. So let's be transparent. I think it's important to share it all. Because in our social media world, you know, we tend to filter our lives only sharing the good news, right? I'm just as guilty as the rest of you. I always think no one wants to hear my sad story again. I sometimes only share the joy. But let me tell you, walking the long path of child loss is lonely. And entering the season brings on added anxiety and depression. It's messy and unforgiving, relentlessly so. Let's agree on one thing. Nothing can prepare you for losing a child. So it is logical that the same holds true for the waves of grief you experience every year surrounding the date of their passing. And from what I can tell, no amount of time makes this disappear. I expect that it will change, but it won't go away. Every year, fall darkens not only with a loss of daylight, also especially felt where we live, but the loss of the light Cassidy brought to my life. Not only does it feel dark, but the world feels colorless during my grief season gray. What a contrast to the actual bright hues that appear in the fall, and certainly the opposite of joyous celebrations that family and friends are feeling at this time during the holidays. It's direct opposition. In fact, no wonder people untouched by child loss can't understand. And listen to me, I'm glad you don't. In preparing for this episode, I took some time to ask some of my bereaved mom friends about their grief seasons. The common thread I found is this. There is no common thread. Everyone grieves differently, but we all experience these heightened times of grief. For my dear friend who lost her son to addiction, her grief season comes around the days before her son's passing. She revisits recreating the scene in her own head of her son slipping away, lying on a bathroom floor alone while help was just outside his door. The sadness, she said, is overwhelming. It's mixed with feelings of guilt and unanswered questions. Did we make the right choices along the way? Could we have saved him? What if, what if, what if? A mother whose young son died from brain cancer said she has multiple grief seasons. Holidays, his birthday, and of course the days they prepared for his passing. That must be a very long grief season. And what about the day you're told your child has cancer? It's a season all its own, I imagine. During her seasons of grief, she said she feels physically ill. Nauseous, anxious, sad, lonely, saying, I wish people were more supportive and understanding. But how can they understand? Well-meaning, caring family and friends. 
with the best intentions will never truly understand. And again, I'm glad that you cannot. For the mom who never got to raise her daughter after she died from stillbirth, more than 30 years later, her season of grief around Valentine's Day has softened. The holiday grief season, and even the day of her birth and passing, she says, are mostly gone, and the sadness, as she describes it, now is more gentle. It appears more unexpectedly now, she says, close and fresh, sometimes in a song or at a family gathering. I found it interesting that she said she now finds herself feeling anxious for other people's pregnancies and deliveries. And of course, the question we all ask ourselves, why my child? Other children have gotten clean, survived, and are living sober, happy, productive lives. Why do other children survive cancer? Why do some babies die before they are born? Why do other children live through horrific car accidents, illnesses, natural disasters? Why did Cassidy have to die in that hayride accident? Questions are met with no reasonable answers. So what do we need from family and friends during this time? We need a lot of patience. Look, I know it's hard to be my friend sometimes. I know you don't know what I need. Because honestly, I can't know what I need. And frankly, those needs change without warning. We all have boundaries. I can't return to the restaurant where we were when we got the news. I haven't been to a Catholic funeral since Cassidy's. I can't drive anywhere near, anywhere near the accident site. I'm anxious around big crowds now, and some days it's just too exhausting to mask my sadness. The grief season is filled with so many emotions, deep, indescribable sadness. But with it is a tangled ball of regret, rage, envy, fear, helplessness, emptiness, abandonment, and feelings of intense loneliness. Yearning is my word. Endless yearning for Cassidy. For many like me, whose child was taken suddenly and tragically, there are also erasable memories of what you witnessed. Many associated with long-term post-traumatic stress that shows up so unexpectedly. Like when you see a lifelike helicopter, you hear the sounds of an ambulance Maybe you watch a movie that includes the death of a child. It might be a song, or a scent, or a familiar face. Even in a deep fog, I will never forget the year marking Cassidy's death. We were surrounded by the love of family and friends. So fortunate for us. People who showed up in their own grief to be with us. We came together to build Cassidy's kitchen at her beloved summer farm camp. It was just what we needed. 
We worked hard all day. We laughed. We cried. It gave us purpose. It was our safety net when we weren't sure how we'd possibly live through that day. But we did. And we have every year after. With the help of friends, we have found our purpose by giving back in our community on October 11th. We have made meals for the homeless, planted fall gardens, we've donated books, we've even socialized with goats. <laughs> this year we're volunteering at our local animal shelter where Cass and Colby spent so much time with the animals they loved. That is what we do to survive this season of grief. It may not be what helps you. You may wish to be alone or with a few friends or just your family. You may not leave your bed all day, and that's okay too. I quite often do that on many days when it's difficult to face reality. The reality that your child is never coming back. These feelings are deepest during the grief season. Reach out to your friends and family. Don't avoid because you think talking about it might remind us of our loss and make us sad. Trust me, we have not misplaced our calendars. And you can't possibly make us feel deeper sadness than what we are already experiencing every day. You don't need the right words. Just let a bereaved parent know you are aware of their season, that you remember their child and that you are thinking of them. And while you're at it, don't forget grandparents, other family and friends, siblings who are also grieving. If Colby were here today, he would tell you it helps him feel less alone in his own grief. We especially love when someone shares a photo or a memory of Cassidy. I have a friend who lives far away and can't be with me, but she sends a card every year during my grief season, reminding me that Cass and our family are not forgotten during this time. So meaningful, too, is when Cassidy's friends reach out. They hold so many memories I just don't have, and I want to hear and see every last one. If you have a friend approaching their grief season, I encourage you, please send a message or post a media share acknowledging that their child lived, that their child's life meant something to you. I do hope in sharing my personal story that something speaks to your heart. In closing, to my fellow grief parents, I see you. And I want to remind you to be kind to yourself. The best advice shared with me and what I have lived is to acknowledge, accept, and feel your grief when it emerges and to express it when and only when you need to and only with those in your life who you trust will listen and will be there along your journey. For those of you who are experiencing grief this fall season, I send you all my love and hope and a reminder that January is coming soon. Thanks for being here with me. I leave you now with this powerful and deeply meaningful song 
written and performed by my friend Steve Vodder in memory of Cassidy. Cass is everywhere. Uh, this is um, a definite gift for the Charette family. Uh, and I just want them to sit back and I want you all to see what love can do. Like a flash you were gone Even though I carry on There's a part of me That never will be whole But I know that your light Shines on so bright Illuminates the fabric of my soul And I can't see well, if I close my eyes, the windows of my mind open up, and you're right there. And I can't hold you like I used to, so I embrace someone whose light you touched, and my emotions cry out, life isn't fair. Then the fragrance of your love fills the air, and cast is everywhere. Seem empty and so confusing Nights are so long Cause you're not here But memories I have Thoughts of you are so amazing And I hear your voice It's so clear To learn every day That I'll find a way For faith so I won't just fall apart And keep on pressing on Determined to be strong Forever make your place in my heart And I can't see you like I want to But if I close my eyes The windows of my mind open up and you're right there And I can't hold you like I used to So I embrace someone Whose light you touched And my emotions cry out Life isn't fair Then the fragrance of your love Fills the air And cast is everywhere 
can't see you like I want to But if I close my eyes The windows of my mind open up And you're right there And I can't hold you like I used to So I erase someone whose life you touched And my emotions cry out Life isn't fair And the fragrance of your love And I thank the Lord that you are in his care. Then the fragrance of your love fills the air and casts is everywhere.